Hi there, welcome to another episode of Bill Selleck Talks. My name is Bill Selleck. This is me talking. So, pre-kids, so for me, my oldest is now 12. Pre-kids, I was doing a photo a day project. I wanted to get better at photography, and the reason this project came about is because I was at my friend Jason's birthday party at like a big, like, Italian food place, a table of like 15 people. And I end up not next to my friend Jason. You never end up at those places when you're at a big party. Um, I was next to some random person and like we weren't really hitting it off. And this is like, this is a while ago, at least 15 years ago. But I kept kind of asking questions, trying to kind of carry the conversation, trying to learn something and found out that he was or was currently or used to be or whatever a professional photographer i was like oh cool like i would love to get into more photography um i know like when people ask me i think at the time i was still playing a lot of music still doing a lot of side gigs but also was teaching full-time um i was like yeah when people ask me like you know what's the trick for guitar you know i have like a couple things i can kind of throw them their way and be like oh you know think about it this way or your left thumb is actually the trick to playing guitar that middle joint like if you want to do this with me right now bend your your thumb joint that that one big joint in the middle of your thumb that's actually the trick for playing guitar i can explain more later if you want to ask i was like you know is there something with photography like do you like a trick like oh you always want like to be in aperture priority mode which actually I've learned you do maybe but he was like take more photos I was like cool like we're still waiting for like to order our dinner we have another 45 minutes here in my head I was like you know tell me more like we've got 45 minutes here and it was like I don't know take more photos like that's that's seriously it like take photos that's the trick to being a better photographer um, and I think he was actually half correct because what I started doing that next week is my photo a day project where um, this is like before smartphones had any sort of decent camera. So it was me buying a, a phone, not a phone, a camera that fit in my pocket that I would always bring with me everywhere. And I would take a photo, upload that SD card to my laptop, edit it in Photoshop, upload it to Flickr. This is even before Instagram was a thing. I think before it even existed. Um, like just photos and phones weren't, weren't a thing yet, right? Are you in this space like 15-ish, 20 years ago? I don't know. But I committed to taking a photo every single day. And so there's two things that I learned. The first is kind of the educator lesson that I learned, which is not the point of this episode, but which is helpful. Is it actually like thoughtfully taking a photo every day and looking at it and being more intentional about it will make you a better photographer. So if you want to be a better photographer, follow photographers that are amazing, right? Start to pay attention to what they're doing. But also as you take your photos, be more intentional about what you're taking and why. Sure, read books and all the other stuff, like all of that for sure has helped me. But I wasn't just taking photos, I was taking photos in an intentional way. And the other thing that I learned is that when you commit to doing an everyday project, there are days when you're like, oh, I'm super artistic and creative. I don't know what that voice was. I guess that's my creative voice. And then there's days where you just got 
nothing. And this popped into my head because my third grader was looking at um, a photo frame that's like, I don't know, if you look at a piece of paper, it's like six pieces of paper, like a two by three grid of paper, like a 24 by 36 inch something. Pretty big, like smaller than a big screen TV, but much bigger than like a normal eight by 10 photo, like four, six, eight by 10 photo. I don't know. Six, eight by 10 photos is about six, eight, six pieces of paper, big enough. And at the end of the year, I shrunk every single one into Photoshop and put it up. So it's a grid of 365 photos. And it was like, what's that photo? <laughs> it was just a not, a not good photo. Um, and I said, well, that was a photo I took as part of this photo a day project. And I was just not feeling it. I was not creative. I might've even forgotten to even take a photo. I was like, I'm about to fall asleep, laying on the couch. And I was like, oh, I haven't taken a single photo today. So I looked up at the ceiling and I was like, huh. And it was one of those lights where you can like see the light bulb underneath like the, the see-through cover and took a photo of it and then uploaded it. And I was like, well, that's a terrible photo. I inverted the colors, made up black and white. So it was a mostly black photo because it was a photo of a light bulb, like a light fixture on the ceiling. And just posted it. It was like done for the day. Um, so I, I love that I posted a photo 15-ish years ago, but it was not a good photo. And that brings us to the lesson of today is that sometimes you need to do creative things when you're feeling no creativity. And I think this is actually one of the biggest challenges of having a creative type job is that you have to do it. You can't wait for when you're feeling it. You can't wait for when you're in the mood. You can't wait for like inspiration to strike. You do it because you got to do it because there's a deadline. The projects do or there's a thing happening and like you got to do it. And so this recently happened with me this past month where I knew my annual Apple Distinguished Educator video that I call that each year is life as an Apple Distinguished Educator colon year. So this past year was called life as an Apple Distinguished Educator 2023. How's that, man? That is that is some serious creativity right there. As an Apple Distinguished Educator, we are, I think, required to post. We're definitely encouraged, and I think we have to do it if we want to keep our statuses in ADE, our annual video. So it's due the last day of January about the past year of how you've leveraged Apple's hardware and software in your role as an educator. And so... I was thinking about it in December. I was like, oh, that's due. Cool, cool. And then January we came back, but we came back later. So it was already like second week of January. I was like, oh man, there's a lot of stuff that just busy, you know, like we had a two week break, stuff <laughs> didn't work at our school, some power outage or whatever. Like just insert excuses and emails and all the things. And then it's like, okay, cool. I've got like two weeks. I wonder what I'm going to make my video about. Hmm. And so actually like I never, f sometimes I'll get like an idea and be like, okay, let's build on this. And after a few days, I'll be like, I've got the idea. I've got kind of the flow of what a one minute video looks like. Cause it's not just stuff I do as tech director. It's not just how they use technology or who I am as an educator. It's, it's slightly more specific focused on how I'm leveraging Apple's tools. 
And so it's not just like, oh, I'm super into like AI and education. It's like, okay, cool. What is what does that have to do with being an Apple distinguished educator? Just never quite felt it. But I did have an ongoing chat in chat GPT. And if you recall, an ongoing chat knows or can reference everything previous in your chat. So a great example of that is um, I have a chat GPT chat called email help. And so I pasted like 10 or 20 emails that I've written and said, use these as examples. When I ask you for email help, always write in my style. This is my style, 20 examples. So anytime I need an email generated, I'll open up chat GPT, give it the audience, give it what I want to say, maybe bullet points, maybe like a a really like not well written couple sentences and I'll get like a really coherent, just right level of professionalism and casualness that, that I feel I write with. And we'll take all of that and write it pretty much in my voice at this point. Right? So that's, that's like what one chat looks like. So I have a chat for all my blog posts of the last year, mostly because I've taken a lot of those as podcasts like this one grabbed a transcript of it, fed that transcript into my blog post ongoing chat and said, um, you know, my style, I've given you like 50 blog posts, give me five podcast titles, write, And I pick one, I don't use all five, uh, write a podcast description, give me tags for WordPress, give me whatever, uh, social media post ideas. And it'll take that transcript from my podcast, give me all those assets. And then if it's a a more, um, less of like a kind of philosophical thing that I'm talking about now and more of like a step-by-step thing, I'll say, all right, take that transcript, turn it into a blog post, give me 500 words and it will, and it's, it's going to be really close. So I have at least a year's worth of blog posts and said, look at the last year's worth of blog posts and (laughs) write a one minute script for me about how I've leveraged Apple's software and hardware. And (laughs) the first draft was really good. Like I kept almost all of it because it, it has like everything that has been worthwhile for me to do a podcast or blog post about in that chat. Like this chat has all of that data in it. Um, and at no point was I actually like feeling it. I'm like, I don't really know like the arc of what this video is going to be. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling it. I'm not inspired. I've kind of tried to think through ideas and just, it's all been just not, not good, not good stuff. And I looked at that draft and was like, oh, that's close. Um, and then wrote back and was like, focus more on this, focus less on that. Got another draft. was like, Whoa, that's really close. Um, Hey, I like, let's focus about songwriting. Like the theme or the, the, um, the soundtrack of this video is something I wrote in logic pro. Maybe let's start with that. And I got another draft. was like, Oh, that's getting good. Um, and ended up actually being about how I've, I've built three different apps for iOS over the last year. And I've talked about this on this podcast episode, right? The Hillbrook traffic one that grabs sensor data from, um, by our front gate, it gets into our network through wireless sensors, goes to a website that we used to have to log into, but a parent helped us get that new Google sheet that gives us a new row each day, row each day, 
and then uh, my app grabs that Google Sheet data and puts it in an app format and a widget, which is super cool. Um, I'm continuing to try and get one to work, and I'm close, uh, called Podcast in a Box, where you can load up your intro song, outro song for your podcast, and then um, you hit record in the app, you talk, it puts all three of those files together, and you are off to the races. You can, at some point, actually upload it to your podcast host, your FTP client, wherever it may be, and um, and that's the idea. And the third one is actually the easiest one that I think is the most impressive looking, is stickers. If you're not played with iMessage stickers in Xcode, my goodness, of all the ways to build an app, this is the easiest one. I took some images that um, were pings, right? So they have transparent pixels around them from our school, dragged them into an Xcode iMessage project, and now our school has stickers that you can add to iMessage chats, which is super, super cool. If you've not played with that, like play with that. Um, and so that, that kind of became the arc of the video. And I, I totally went with it and, um, and built off of, of that. But I think what's interesting and what, when I'm in the moment, I hate the most, but afterwards I love the most is being able to do something creative when you're not feeling it to do something creative and actually create an idea when you've got nothing, nothing in the tank, no ideas. You're looking, you're thinking, and just nothing. So what do you do? I think you just take a photo of whatever, if you're doing a photo project, and look straight up. Yep, I posted a photo of a light bulb that with inverted colors, and it's black and white, so it's a mostly black photo. And, and you keep going. Not my best photo, but like I learned a lot about that. Uh, what else do you do? You turn to other th ways to collaborate, whether it's another person to get some ideas from, or whether it's an ongoing chat in ChatGPT to say, give me some drafts. And then we're, we're no longer on that blank page, right? The blank page syndrome. If you're a teacher, you know blank page syndrome. Oof. Uh, this gets around that. And for creative people like us, it's a great way to go from like stuck, got nothing to something. Um, and I actually pushed through and through the whole video, like I've never actually edited an entire video that's at least a minute long and like never felt it. Like I really felt like I, I didn't have, I didn't have the whole story kind of in my head that I'm used to. Um, I really felt like the whole time, which is like, dude, I got nothing here. <laughs> I've got nothing. And yet I ended up with a video and I think it's pretty good. I mean, you're welcome to check it out on my YouTube channel. Not the point of this video um, or of this podcast episode. I'm not even going to like link to it. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'll link to it. That feels weird. It's not the point of it. The point is when you've got nothing, there's ways to get through it. And I think that that's a really beautiful part about being a creative person um, and that it's okay when you've got nothing. Um, just, you can blame me for it the next time you need an idea. You got no idea. You're like, oh, Bill is to blame for this. And I will gladly accept that blame. So with that, you have a uh, lifetime offer to blame me when you're not feeling creative. You also have permission to push through when you got nothing, uh, turn to however you're going to turn to, to get through it. But I think when you're done, you're like, yeah, like I wasn't feeling it. And yet I still got a thing. 
I got the photo, I got my video, I got my whatever creative asset I've got. Um, and now I've got a podcast episode about it. So isn't that a beautiful thing? Yes, it is. So thank you all for listening. My name is Bill Selleck. This has been me talking.